With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you get an opportunity, uh, one of the things that um, I'm certainly going to read, it's, it's, it's far too long, but it, he does, always does a great job. Tucker Carlson's analysis of this whole Donald Trump was right. Democrats were spying on him. Breakdown over time. Uh, and that second government entity, the second meeting that Sussman had, um, he identifies as the CIA. So he met first with the FBI and then with the CIA. But anyway, um, just sort of summation that I did a pretty good good idea. Talking about Durham's filing says that Joffe and his computer scientists intercepted internet traffic that his that is, is emails and presumably text messages from Trump Tower, Donald Trump Central Park West Department Building, and the executive office of the President of the United States. In other words. Tucker writes, Trump was right. This isn't a conspiracy theory. His claims were true. Democrats were spying on Donald Trump, not just as a candidate, but as the president of the United States in the White House, as well as his own home. So has anything like this ever happened in American history? Not that we know of, but Jeff Bezos doesn't think you should worry about it or even know what it, know that it happened. <laughs> he says today's, and that will be yesterday. Today's Washington Post informed the brain-dead readership that while Trump is once again claiming that he was spied upon, that claim has been debunked. Oh, really? How has it been debunked? Shut up. It just has. And here's the part that I liked. But in fact, that claim has not been debunked. It has been verified. That claim is true. It actually happened the way it happened tells you everything about why it has been so extraordinarily difficult to bring democracy back to the United States. A government contractor spied on a populist presidential candidate, then passed the information to his opponent's campaign, Clinton, which gave it to the FBI and the news media, which distorted it to create the illusion of treason, which was then cited by the politician who paid for the whole thing, Hillary Clinton, as a reason not to vote for the guy she spied on. You can't make this up. You know, and the the other component that bothers me so much about this is that the people within these organizations, the FBI, Department of Justice, maybe the CIA, they were on Clinton's side on this. That we had people actively working, Strzok and Page actively working to undermine a duly elected president. Trump was elected to drain the swamp. He would think he was doing a pretty effective job of it. He certainly scared the living hell out of those entrenched swamp creatures, didn't he? Look what they did. 525 55 KRCD Talk Station, 749-5500-800-823. 55KRCD.com. Remember to go there when you can't listen live. Uh, FOP President Dan Hills in one hour. I talked to Smitherman yesterday as a follow-up to Matt O'Neill, who's running for commissioner. O'Neill accused 
seemingly accused Christopher of being pro-abortion. And uh, Christopher called up later in the program to correct the record. And he was rather insulted by Matt O'Neill's suggestion that Christopher, a devout Catholic he is, would be pro-abortion. Actually, Christopher said the only time... I can even acknowledge the propriety of abortion is if it's it's a case of rape, incest, or the mother's life is in peril. Some people don't have those carve-outs. That's Christman's uh, dogmatic position and doctrinal position, and he's entitled to it. But um, did express a bit of uh, insult uh, that Matt O'Neill brought up because of mentioning that. I just have to ask out loud. I don't know if you were listening to it again. It's on the podcast at 55carecene.com. Um, does anybody I – mean, is, is abortion a county issue? I mean, are we expecting the commissioners to make some pronouncement on it? Is it something that there will be a topic of conversation that will be debated on, on uh, among the commissioners as a countywide issue? Matters pending before the Supreme Court right now. I don't know. Anyhow, check it out if you are interested in uh, getting a little uh, insight into Matt O'Neill, the, the podcast, 55kc.com. Over to local story, six police agencies are going to be conducting a 12-hour blitz. That's their word. For traffic enforcement, keep your ears perked on this one so you know where they're going to be. This is like a DUI stop. You know, they let you know in advance it's happening. I-75, 71 in northern Kentucky, and that's tomorrow. Officers from Covington, Erlanger, Fort Mitchell, Park Hills, Villa Hills, Kenton County will be participating in this blitz effort funded by you, the American taxpayer, Federal Traffic Safety Grant. In a press release, Erlanger police said the goal is to reduce deaths, crashes, and aggressive driving. Now, where are the cops going to (laughs) be? I just love that they let you know in advance. Between Donaldson Highway and the Ohio River from 8 a.m. to 8 (laughs) p.m. Don't speed during those hours. Similar initiative, 2019 on a Tuesday, 281 drivers were ticketed over a 12-hour span. You have been forewarned. Now, here's a sad one. Hamilton County Sheriff's Office said two people are dead after an apparent murder-suicide in Harrison Township. Officials said deputies responded to a well-being check on War Admiral Drive around 7.15 yesterday. 42-year-old man and a 29-year-old woman discovered dead at the scene. Names cause of death have not been released. Released Sheriff's Office said it's working to notify family members that they'll update the story when more info is received. But it is reportedly uh, a murder-suicide. Murder, suicide. Listen, you want to take your own life. Sad as that may be, there's help for that. There's a suicide hotline. You start. You take somebody else out with you just because you're going to go. God. Since I police identified a man in a, in a, killed in a shooting North Avenue yesterday, officers responded at tw- uh, 11:20 a.m. to a report of a vehicle collision in the 3900 block of Dixon Avenue. Police located a victim suffering from a gunshot wound who Cincinnati Fire Department personnel determined to be dead. Hmm. Victim identified as 28-year-old Gary Shanda Lee Walker. Officials said the investigation into his death is ongoing. Anybody with information, please call the Cincinnati Police Department Homicide Unit. I'm thinking Crime Stoppers would also work. 352-3040. Let's jump over to the phones and see what Tom's got this morning. 749-5500-800-823. Talk Tom. Happy Tuesday. Welcome. Amen. Uh, good morning, Brian. Hey, uh, it's a good thing you got your dad's sense of humor, brother, because you really spill out some stuff 
it's got to bother you. Oh, anyway, Tom, I can put go on ahead. a good, I can put on a happy face, but uh, I will tell you, and I've I've mentioned it to friends and family over the years. Uh, th- this job, because of the content that you have to deal with every day, you can't get away with it. You, I mean, away from it, you've got to constantly read the news you got to constantly be immersed in all of this negativity and you got to, you're constantly reminded of the erosion of our liberties and our freedoms in the wrong direction this country is going on let me tell you tom it wears on me heavily so sense of humor sense of humor is a way of coping honestly yes it is and and yesterday you scared the pants off of me Anyway, I am the 85-year-old veteran who talked to you and your audience about the history I was reading at the time, a book entitled Define Hitler, almost a diary of Sebastian Hoffner, translated by his son, Oliver Pretzel. That was his life from 1907 to 1999. In Chapter 10, he talks about the Weimar Republic and inflation, 1922 to 1924. After listening to you, you yesterday, I reread it, and and you were talking about hoarding and inflation. Yeah, I I, I think I would have used the words using less and family sharing. I want to tell you, in the mid 1940s, I was six to eight years old. World War II was going on. Okay. I remember I remember my mother, a housewife, as most women were, she had the responsibility of feeding a family, four children and two adults. Yep. I, I remember Victory Gardens, canning fruits right, and vegetables. Right, 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 yeah. Uh, 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 rationing. A lot of hard government. work, a lot of belt tightening, a lot of hamburger helper type you know, remedies to make the, the meat go further. Yeah, I get it. Okay, now, you didn't mention that my dad worked in those days from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. six days a week. Yeah. There was no 40-hour work week. No. Just some of the history. It was. I guess. It was a. That <laughs> sounds like my life as a lawyer when I was practicing litigation in Chicago. <laughs> seven A to seven P, six days a week. We had lots of weeks like that, Tom. Jeez. Anyhow, gonna have to run. We're, we're we're out of time in this segment, Tom. Good to hear from you, my friend. Stay well. Best of health to you and your family. Five thirty-seven, fifty-five care CD talk station. I'm gonna have flashbacks now of that weight loss. It is 542, 55-care CD talk station. Hope you're having a decent day. Give it some time. If not, there's plenty more day left. Um, we go to the stack of stupid. We lighten things up a little bit as we do in this part of the hour. Uh, coworker noticed that a portion of a woman named Robin Folsom's pregnant belly was coming away from her body. So they believe the former Georgia Vocational Rehabilitation Agency employee was faking her pregnancy, the Office of State Inspector General said in a news release yesterday. After reporting the birth of Two children between July 2020 and May 2021, Ms. Folsom was indicted by Fulton County Grand Jury on three counts of felony false statements and one count of felony identity fraud. The 43-year-old Atlanta work, a resident worked as the director of external affairs supervising uh, the Georgia Vocation Rehabilitation Agency's marketing and media communications. Back in October of 2020, she advised the state agency she was pregnant. By May 2021, she announced that she had given birth. 
The office eventually received an email from a person claiming to be the father of the child, which was what led to Folsom being charged with identity fraud and stating that the new mother had been mandated several weeks of rest following delivery. State agency provided about seven weeks of paid leave, which the inspector general's office said the agency would not have approved had they known she had not given birth. Duh. Investigation revealed in March 2021, a co-worker noticed a lower portion of Folsom's stomach coming apart from her body. The co-worker told officials they believe Folsom was wearing a fake pregnancy stomach. Folsom also sent pictures of her new baby to various co-workers, but the pictures were inconsistent and the children had varying skin colors, according to the IG's report. Shortly after the interview with investigators in October, she resigned from the state agency. Not the first pregnancy she faked. Back in July 2020, she announced the birth of another child, but the office learned that there was no birth certificate proving Folsom to be a mother following a review of her medical and insurance records. No indication that she had given birth. Attorney General Chris Carr in a statement, fraud by state employees will not be tolerated. Hey. You're fired. <laughs> Joe's editorial comment, you think he should have saw it coming. What's Joe referring to? A skier suffered a fatal fall Sunday in Grand Teton National Park's Death Canyon. (laughs) It's called Death Canyon? According to the National Park Service, climber in the park of Wyoming called authorities to report having seen someone fall in the Apocalypse Coulier. Park Service said in a statement, the climber reported the skier appeared to be unresponsive. Teton County Search and Rescue found Radcliffe Spencer, 27 of Wyoming, had fallen while trying to ski the narrow path. Resuscitation efforts were attempted unsuccessfully. Body airlifted from the mountain. Four of the people in his party were transported out of the canyon by helicopter. According to the Park Service, while the snowpack remains generally stable, hazards still exist and many carry high consequences in the technical terrain. Apocalypse. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. Coolior in Death Canyon. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair warning, Joe. I'm with you on that. 545, 55 care, see the talk station. Jeez. 
550 55 care cd talk station a very happy tuesday to you dan hills fop president's got some criticism of aftab Perball. we'll hear from him in that on that and other topics at 6 30 dave williams taxpayer protection alliance at 750 alex trantafilu on some national issues as well as local races including the matt o'neill situation now that uh, there are three uh, total candidates running for the commissioner's spot you got uh, dumas running for re-election uh, smitherman as an independent and Matt O'Neill as Republican. We'll get to that with Alex at 7.30. Uh, and we'll get to that with Al right now. He's on the phone, 749-5500, 800-823-TALK. Al, welcome to the program. Yes, good morning. I heard your uh, program with Smitherman yesterday, and uh, he stated that as a practicing Catholic, he uh, only supports abortion in the case of rape and incest. Um, in fact, uh, the Catholic Church does not support uh, 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 abortion in either of those cases. You don't kill the baby because of the crime of the father. Uh, as Dr. John Wilkie has said, uh, abortion is a disqualifying uh, uh, issue. And uh, Dusty Rhodes is no longer a Democrat because he also has that position and you al so, are entitled to draw your own conclusions and draw your own interpretations of faith and doctrine and dogma i'm not a catholic so i can't comment on the specifics thank you and there you go and it's not a county it's that, not a county issue al it's not something that they're going to be addressing or discussing as commissioners so i find the whole topic to be sort of irrelevant to the broader discussion of who be the best person as county commissioner that's my take on it. And that leads me to another stack of stupid story here. Appreciate the call. Al, stay well. Best of health to you. A priest, this is form over substance all day long. A priest had to resign from a Catholic church in Phoenix, Arizona, after it was determined he incorrectly performed thousands of baptisms for decades. He changed one word, and that apparently invalidates the, ba- uh, the baptisms under the what? Catholic church, at least uh, as this Catholic church, this diocese in Phoenix determines. Father Andreas Arango resigned from St. Gregory Catholic Church in Phoenix after it was determined that he used the words, quote, we baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, close quote, instead of, quote, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. One word. Olmsted said, the uh, Thomas Olmsted, Bishop of the Diocese of Phoenix, The issue with using we is that it's not the community that baptizes a person. Rather, it is Christ and him alone who presides at all the sacraments. And so it is Jesus Christ who baptizes. This guy was a pastor and administrator, et cetera, et cetera, for uh, 20 years. Diocese of Phoenix said because of this error, all of the baptisms he performed until June 17th, 2021 are presumed invalid. Diocese Phoenix said baptism is a requirement for salvation. Following this mishap, Diocese created a fact page designed to answer questions for people who may have specific rule uh, have about the specific rules. On that page, the Diocese stated that if a baptism is invalid, which these apparently were because of one word, and you've received other sacraments, you may need to repeat some or all once your baptism is eventually valid. When asked how an invalid baptism would impact those married by the church, the diocese said, quote, maybe, exclamation point, unfortunately, there is no single clear answer, close quote. Well, there's a definitive response. 
In his statement, Olmstead said that he did not believe uh, Aranga meant to be harmful to the faithful or deprive him of the grace of baptism in the sacraments. Of course he didn't. He said, on behalf of the church, I'm sincerely sorry that this error has resulted in disruption to the sacramental lives of a number of the faithful. Close quote. Substantively, is this really a substantive difference? I mean, God is watching. God's in the room at the time. Everybody's intention is well known. Your desire was to have your baby baptized. And for and for the changing of one word, it's not. it doesn't count. The intention of the priest was to baptize you. The intention of you were to have your child baptized. You're baptized. <laughs> Just, no. Form over substance. Then again. I'm not a theologian, and I don't play one on radio. 749-5500-800-823. Talk. Found 550 on your AT&T phone. Just trying to be practical. That's all. Coming up, got a whole lot more to talk about, followed by Dan or Dan Hills at 630. I hope you can stick around. 605, coming up at 600 Talk Station. And a very happy. Try to make it happy anyway. Lined up. Thank you, Joe Strecker, executive producer. Uh, Dan Hills with the rant against AFTAP-related rant. Rules the Chief Isaac. He'll comment on the retirement. Chief Isaac had a couple of... Uh, run by him as well. The attack on poultry is just growing, uh, disturbing as hell. And so on that, Dave Williams, Taxpayer Protection Alliance, talking about the post office, inflation, and vaping as well. Chair Antofilo, uh, Chair of the Hamilton, he has a couple of national issues, specifically, and Hillary, as well as, and Hillary, of course, Omshell Durham report. I went over that I did yesterday. Whoa. It's got legs, and it is fr- again that Donald Trump and his statement. I mean, he knew real time that he was being spied. Seriously, guess what? He was government working against the sitting. Anyway, uh, we'll get uh, in local issues like local race. Matt O'Neill, who's again a Republican, uh, Stephanie Dumas's seat. Talk, and of course, that's since running for Breitbart News. Uh, Joe Morris is going to talk in our schools. Is both public and private. So, or buying yourself some secure children to a private school. Maybe not. I said 805 on that. If you'd like to comment, 749-5500-TALK, found 550 on AT&T. You know, that top of the hour story you heard about the billions were offering Ukraine to keep their economically stable. Well, how is that going to do any bombs? I mean, if the Russian does a billion dollars in loan guarantees to Ukraine, if the war... I mean, as a I'm not advocating for our Ukraine to defend against the Russians, maybe... That's not going to happen. They're going to be led elves. They're not a member of NATO, so you're not troops going in there. Joe, where's the UN on this? Isn't that this surprising, deafening, uh, the body that's supposed to you know work peace and negotiate arrangements? And Oh, that's right. Russia has a veto power. It will be pointless, wouldn't it? Proving again that the UN is pointless. What can a billion dollars to protect the Ukrainian people from and guns and bombs? I was immediately reminded of Afghanistan when I heard that. Unlimited resource. We trained forces. We you know, defend themselves against the evils existed in Afghanistan, and we left all that training and all those forces. And what do they do? Took off their uniforms and they ran. Okay, we're going to make a better stand against the Russian security force that we trained and left. In my opinion. I hope we don't have to find out about it. Anyways, we turn northward. I was reminded of Eric Holder and Justice Operation Choke Point or Choke. Instructed. To not do certain entities that the um, administration hated, gun manufacturers, etc., through the pre- and threats by our government capitulated and then termination ships, thus depriving legit of their ability to conduct business. Hell yes. Feeling of the power of government? Absolutely. 
a situation created by the wreck as the threats involved, you know, bank audits. If you don't capit and stop doing business with fill in the blank, we're going to do a compliance audit. We're going to have a rifle through your records. You looking forward to the legal fees associated with that? Regulations relating to banks. Do you think all 100% compliance across the board with capitulation? We have a constitution that protects our rights and something that maybe uh, martial law being declared, which is kind of on Sunday, dovetails nicely into uh, the chokehold thing. Freeze and suspending the insurance involved in the Freedom Convoy truck. The emergent, which they have in just the other day, I think it's the third time used. And it's a legal bar, can only be used in critical situations that serious health or safety of Canadians. Emergency power, the power to freeze corporate and personal accounts. It waves his magic declaration, Emergencies Act applicable, immediately allows the banks to shut individual accounts as well as going to these truck drivers. And it all and their insurance, just like that. And the representative of the Canadian government, you know, talking about making announcement, Seizes automatically. There's not going to be any dupes. They don't need to have and prove that that in some way, shape, or form connected with protests that was going on. Prime Minister Christ, uh, uh, Christie said at a press conference yesterday, following the money, this is about you know, these illegal blockades. They serving notice. If your truck is being illegal blockades, your corporate account be frozen. Then, she warned, the insurance would also be suspended. The insurance on your suspended, she said. Send your son. The Canadian economy needs them to at work, not to be ill poor. Freeland said, and this is issuing an order with the, with, under the Emergencies Act, authorizing Canadians to temporarily cease providing financial, where the institution expects that it further the illegal blockades and recovers both personal and corporate accounts. And when she said personal, personal accounts, the truckers got to, Chuckers involved in a press street. We'll call that illegal, and I'll concede that. They personal accounts, which maybe or husband as the partner, if we're going to go through the whole political, whoever's living at home with a trucker and needs to pay bills, they're not going to be able to. Do. This has a much broad impact in the lives of those truckers with simply the financial connection to the protest. Place with due process, and they'd have to make a legitimate your bank account and your illegal that would require, that would be a criminal act. You'd have to prove it in a court of law. Only process. It would involve discovery. <laughs> in camp, to go through that process. Makes an emergency uh, declaration, but gone. Fully enough, Trudeau act or declared it. Ontario's premier guy the end of the vaccine meeting March 1st. Ontario will be required to show proof of vaccination. Access gym and eating restaurants. Of course, Ontario Premier credit the Freedom Convoy would announce a mandate. Hmm. Just frightening stuff. But you see, these banks, I submit entities, to Freeland's statement about the temporarily essential services where the nation suspect that an account is being used to fuckade an occupation. Now, what conclusion do you would draw if the authorities, Trudeau himself, picked up the phone and had a list of the people who were out there and gave it to the bank? Don't you think the bank that Freeland mentioned suspect account identified by the Trudeau government being used to further illegal block the account down? Have is a suspicion. Epic terms of due process. Big government. 55 KRCD talk station, 7400. 800. Care CD Talk Station. 
announced. Mention it again. Dan Hills, FOP president, uh, tear on Aftab Perval retirement. He'll be in the next segment. And then we got Mike on the line. Your calls are also welcome. Seven hundred eight hundred eight two three talk. Hey, Mike, welcome. Hey, good morning, Brian, and happy Tuesday, you, man. Thanks. It's amazing with all these new revelations that the silence of media is <laughs> is deafening. Unbelievable, Mike. If it was conservative talk radio, only Tucker Carlson or Hannity ran dicing holes in it like so they're just not covering at all. Nothing. And something else that came out last, Jake Sullivan, who was knee-deep in campaign in 2016 and a security advisor, yeah. his wife, the Department of Justice. Ooh. So what do you think she'll that? Yes. Well, you know what? The other component of this guy who claimed to be just some citizen gathering information about that he was able to actually audience at the FBI will be interviewed over this, provide these documents sort of out loud, Mike, you know, do you think if you did research and gathered some things together that they would grant you an audience or they would just hook? I remember like at the Kroger Deli and probably wait and wait and wait thinking too. So clearly there were inroads in front of the FBI and also apparently the C visit after he had up Donald Trump was sworn in as president and they were spying on his communications. That is has to be on. I mean, that is just criminal in and of itself right there. Yeah. In the West Wing, not, it, not just I know, in man. Tower. In the West Wing, yes, yes, that is the most scary element of the whole thing for me. Well, I mean, and then you step back from it and you look at this, this unfold before your very eyes, and the fact that newspaper reporters and mainstream media were reporting about this kind of thing real time. This Russian bank connection that they claim was established with this research. Was not. It was a lie. It was a false narrative that was created by the Sullivan to, in order to perpetuate this rumor that Donald Trump was connected with the hip with the Russians. All fabricated. Yet all the media outlets immediately glommed onto that and declared it to be absolutely factual. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right, that's four Patriots, the number four, Patriots.com slash on the right. I'm sure Leslie Stahl will have her, her retraction this time. Oh, night. yeah, yeah, that. Mike. I tell you what, I don't want to lose any listeners, so please, sir, do not hold your breath. <laughs> Good to hear from you, man. Take care and stay well. Yeah, Carlson summed it up. I meant I read this little segment earlier. If you got an opportunity, read the entire article. Tucker Carlson, Donald Trump was right. Democrats were spying on him. And he mentioned the Washington Post, which apparently yesterday, Trump is once again claiming that he was spied upon. That claim has been debunked. Tucker says, oh, really? I mean, this is the new Durham 
report that just came out on Friday, which definitively shows that Donald Trump was being spied on. Durham is unequivocal in his in his conclusions in that regard. So Tucker says, oh, really? How has it been debunked? Shut up. It just has. And here's a part of like, but in fact, that claim has not been debunked. It has been verified. That claim is true. It actually happened. And the way it happened tells you everything about why it has been so extraordinarily difficult to bring democracy back to the United States. And here's the summary. A government contractor spied on a populist president candidate, passed the information to his opponent's campaign, the Clinton campaign, which gave it to the FBI and the news media, which distorted it to create the illusion of treason, which was then cited by the politician who paid for the whole thing as the reason not to vote for the guy she spied on. Hillary Clinton started it. She fed the fire of lies. She got the government involved, the FBI, Department of Justice, in investigating this based upon lies. You had the Steele dossier, lies, and you had this collective fabrication created by this Sullivan character that are lies. Fed that then again to the government as well as media, right? Then started pointing to Russian collusion, the lies, right, built on lies, as a reason to vote for the woman who started the entire rumor. Man, you can't make this stuff up. And, and 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 to Mike's point, you know, you, you won't find this reported really in any mainstream articles. My wife and I were just looking yesterday when I was preparing for the show. I was going to all the different news outlets, and I got left-wingers, I got right-wing, all, everything in between. Very little mention of this at all. 626-55KRC, the talk station. Again, FOP President Dan Hills coming up next. Looking forward to that. And I mentioned for... 631 at 55 Care Seas Day. Brian Thomas here. Always pleased to talk to since I chapter or since I police department. Dan Hills, welcome back, my friend. I am doing so. I'm doing fine. Um a tear on Aftab Perval, and I read that shortly, and I uh, want to talk to you also about uh, the uh, Isaac, which um, I closed, but we'll get to that as well. First action to the increase in crime that's going on. And, and there was an article, I believe, this past Friday. An article yesterday I read, uh, one of our, someone squeezed off around a local police officer. This this so-called, back on Friday, they had uh, saw 13 police officers wounded in two of ours. It's almost become a whole thing. You know, growing up, recently, Dan, yeah, I mean, you were about attacks on, uh, and these seem to be like ambush often these days. I mean, I think we have put ourselves in a hole to the, the back end of the justice system towards our, our jails and our prison. So many people out the door of it, and there's a new mentality of judges when it comes to, you know, bond and, and all this. Not housing, but house the bad guys. They're out doing more and more brazen they get. Since you're most brazen, you, you add authority to the point where you, you know what? I'd, I'd rather I'd rather just fire off a couple shots and um, uh, submit to in a row. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to become terribly unsafe. Uh, the men and women that are out there, and uh, you know, until society decides that they want to once again invest incarceration, you know, and and that sometimes uh, we've incarcerated people for the wrong people for the wrong reasons. But when I'm, they always are better off locked away out on the streets if they locked up. Great, but in the meantime, society safe by locking up the most. Yeah, no question about it. And then reform components of the criminal justice system did, uh, a, 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 is one. 
Um, of course, the individual for the crime they actually commit is in rehabilitation has always been one of the common. And if you don't have the end control, there's not even an outtake them. And as we've seen time, you know, no bail or low bail, another crime while they're out on bail, which is struggling to me. Rehabilitating folks doesn't all, doesn't, but uh, one, one, one puts somebody in jail for five years, seven years, nine years for shooting someone. That's like that shooting their the prison term uh, as a out. Uh, committing, and that's the way our criminal justice half worked because it never yeah. went well, even all the way back to where it started. There were too many bad guys, streets uh, before the end of their set. Should have probably just been put away. The, the, the country divested, and and, uh, and like that, in, in my working, the other extreme where they're locking them up. Yeah. And that's where I said it's getting so and shoot at the police. Well, and they're getting younger and younger. I read about these 15-year-old kids using guns and crime. God's name happened to society. Let me, before we part company for this break and talk about uh, your rant against the or two, I saw this article, schools reinstating. Remember the defund movement? They said, oh, there, that'd be, oh, my God, the kid will be triggered. They, they, they looked at Montgomery as backpedaled on the community engagement to put them back. In the first pass, get a look. This is children. 1,681 calls made. All in all, 101 <laughs> assaults, 87, 82 school threats, 76 incidents, 57 weapon related, 57 conflicts, 35 mental health, 8 property crimes, and 4 raw February. In the school. Something is fundamental. History. This is the entire Oak Hill School District has. Uh, I, Not I, even in the entire in history of the Oak Hill School District. Well, and these, they're doing it at that young an age, and they need the schools because of all of the crime that apparently the school district, um, those are the wonders, and maybe even before they reach adults, it's a societal problem, and it starts with using our children. Had to get that out of my system. You got a beef with Aftab Perval? When we come back after a union. For more, I- 6-4 Station, Dan Hill, or uh, Dan lines up after the top of the hour news. In the meantime, President Dan Hill's with some issues. He's got Aftab Perval in this segment. I saw uh Support the blue and story here, uh, Dan. Yeah, well, you, you see the picture there. We saw the picture of all of you were watching the game. I'm sure you watched the game. You saw so many of elite in California, the of L.A., all these people, I guess you would say, in the, with face mask requirements stuff when they were prancing around 70,000, 80,000 people in it. As I know it's not technically. It's got a roof, and, uh, you know, there's pockets where the uh, – box suites were and all that stuff that plays sickly indoors and i know the biggest uh, mandates going out he had a mask none right. of those there was our there was our local there uh mayor Perval, and uh he posted he wasn't wearing a mask right and at the, you know, at the same time our police often uh you know we said their shifts were changed and they're off the stuff because that's what the, the readies itself when uh an event or a strong possibility of that could require a lot of officer's response so was out there doing that our folk you know kind of staged and and across the uh, uh this unfortunately we didn't we did a celebration to see how the this i'm confident that this would have went well especially with the, the but they as as of february 11th right now from our acting city manager uh, uh the, the mask uh, added another march 13th so he extended building, you gotta wear you. He extended the mask order to officers, uh, fi- uh, firefighters, nurses, etc., in the city of Cincinnati until the 18th. You say? That's it. Um, All right. Okay. Well, I can on, uh, on January order, then uh, February 11th, other 30 days. So yes. Yeah. Well, and there have been so many research studies that are point a pointless gesture. Are officers to wear a specific tight hand? 
no, no, no. Off mass. It yeah, doesn't yeah, do anything. That's kind of what. Mean, it's, it's, it's all, like you saying, it's all about, this memo even says authority and comp- their authority and our compliance. And, you know, you could tell me since you're uh, of spinning around. To me, it seems that there were sliders, just absolute uh, area amongst our leaders because holding them to account whatsoever. Uh, so much so that they can post themselves yeah. cool that at the same time they're down on their folks. I know. And it's a sad, it's a sad time in our country. Um, time. I, I, you know what? I, I find this, but it's always been us versus them. Us, the little people versus the power of the connections. I mean, we talk about better trading by members of elected officials. Inside information is going to impact the stock. And they're not held accountable for that. If you were executed for securities violation, you know, there's always this thing. But now we all told to shut up, lock mask up, you know, get your kids in masks, stand there at a video screen, blah, blah, blah. Time after time, Tab has now joined the the, the, the group. Build themselves to be hypocrites. Rules for the governor of California. How many busted enjoying himself in other gatherings, having a good time? In the French laundry. Yeah. You got it right. We have seen this over and over again. And to the extent there's not this vocal groundswell of revolt like Brenda, people are still paying attention to their wiser, and um, they, they see the double standard. And uh, this, this transcends politics, my Them versus us, as you pointed out in your Facebook the other day. Pause for a moment. Read my question out loud going into the... Um, why do we have to do a nation chief? Isn't there anyone who's comes knows the other officers and the sensei and can manage that job effectively after I mention prestige123.com. 649 coming up at 650, 55 KRC, the talk station. It's always good talking to Dan Hills, president of the FOP Chapter 69. That represents the Cincinnati Police Department, who are now looking for a new police chief. Just announced the other day, Police Chief Elliot Isaacs, I guess last day is going to be February 18th, his final official day, March 1st. And I guess they've already announced they're going to do a nationwide search for a new police chief. Dan Hills, Chief Elliot Isaac was promoted from internal ranks. Uh, Jeffrey Blackwell, who was fired, was not. James Craig, who was not. He was a national search person. But we had someone in-house who's doing a good job. What's wrong with searching internally, Dan? Well, I would say nothing at all is wrong with searching internally. Uh, eventually, I, I, I think and hope that's what they're going to do is just uh, go with somebody inside, do a little baseball analogy, you know, and uh, I've had some longtime serving chiefs uh, in my career because I've been around a long time and I've only had uh, four chiefs from inside, uh, not counting like an acting chief. But uh, I had Whalen, Snowden, uh, Stryker, and Isaac. Now, if it, back to the baseball analogy, I don't think most most police officers, because we're on the labor side, of it, would 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 all agree that these guys all hit home runs. But uh, none of them none of them you know struck out. They 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 all were. Uh, very effective in, in, in most areas of, of, of the job. But you just brought up the two names that we brought out from outside. Now, while James Craig, in my, in my eyes, you know, might have even hit a good uh, triple into the corner. He really, you know, he really did some uh, neat things when he came around. And, and uh, after years of more of a strict traditionalist and in, in Tom Stryker, it was, it, it, it was some change that I think that the, the cops really enjoyed. Uh, but then we we had a strikeout. So you're talking about in my my lengthy career, when you hire from inside, you're 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 getting on base, you're batting a thousand with the inside folks, and you're only batting five hundred. You can't afford to bat five hundred when you're picking yeah. the leader of uh, and and what a screening process you have when you pick from inside. You're talking about somebody that's got twenty, twenty five, thirty years on the job. Yeah. 
at various levels of, of, of command. And so we, we know that when you pick somebody from inside, they're not going to strike out and they're not going to whiff there at the plate. Yeah. And so well, they, no, I mean, it, they, to me, it's a, it's a no brainer to pick from inside. So. You're finding someone inside and if they're qualified for the job, cause they have worked up through the ranks, they've have a demonstrated proven track record with the same police department, all well-documented, all known by all the other officers that work with this individual, the hypothetical person we're talking about, someone who understands the internal politics of the specific police department, which has to differ from department to department. You got some guy from across the nation, you interview him, you sit down with him, you can't learn, uh, you can't effectively know whether that person is going to be able to grasp the subtle nuances for the Cincinnati Police Department compared to wherever this person came from. I mean, it's, it's a complex thing. It's like... You know, electing someone as mayor of a city who's never acted as a mayor and doesn't understand the complex challenges that that might befall him. <laughs> that ain't references to anybody in Just throwing it out uh, there. Just oh, yeah, yeah, just that. Just just kind of throwing <laughs> it out there. I might have caught that, Brian. I yeah. might have caught that. Brian. Uh, but um, yeah, no, no. I think I think that uh, we we definitely you know we got uh, three um, quality assistant chiefs right now. And, you know, I think they should also uh, probably include in the search. Uh... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our, our, our captains, too, because there, there's a, a handful of our captains that are also, I think, very qualified. That, that uh, well, that might cause a little bit of resentment. I think you're, you're better off taking a look at a, a little bit of a wider group. And uh, I, I think and hope that internally is where they're going to find somebody that is best suited for the job. But there, you, you are. You sound like you're under the impression that it's not that they've announced they're going to do a nationwide search. That they're they're just not going to consider anybody. That they will consider people in house in addition to others that might apply from the job from yeah, from well, elsewhere. I, I definitely think I okay. definitely think that's what they're doing. They are they're including um, candidates from across the nation. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, in-house is, is hopefully where their focus is going to be. And you remember they, you know, after whatever, issue five or whatever it was that, that was passed, that's when they could, could go outside. Um, you know, since then is when Chief Isaac was also picked. So he came from inside, despite the fact that they could have went outside and found anybody. They they found with, uh, like I said, some level of success. Uh, not everybody is going to agree with everything, me and Chief Isaac banged heads a couple times, but sure. I, I I generally believe that he did a very good job, and uh, we have a very good relationship. And I wish I wish he was sticking around a little bit longer, yeah. but you know he's he's done his time, and uh, and so he's he's moving on. Well, he's, so hopefully he, they, they they find somebody in house that that can do a job similarly as well. Indeed, and you know, congratulations, Chief Isaac, on ace what we can call, I think, a successful term as uh, chief of police. And uh, well, in best of uh, luck and enjoy retirement. He he earned it, right? I mean, <laughs> no doubt, I agree. I agree, a hundred percent. You know, I uh, For someone who's uh, retiring I'll himself, be- right? Uh huh. <laughs> yes, it's, it's just around the corner. Yes, it is. Dan Hills, always so, a pleasure having you on the program. On behalf of all of my listeners, <laughs> we truly appreciate 
what you and all the Cincinnati Police Department does for us. Every single day, best of health to you and your loved ones, and best of safety and health to all the officers. Thanks, Brian. Always a pleasure being on the show. Take care, my friend. We'll talk again soon. 6.55, coming up on 6, after the top of the hour news, Dave Wood. 7.06, here at 55 Care CD Talk Station. Hey, Brian Thomas right here. Happy to welcome back to the 55 Care CD Morning Show, one of the more enjoyable, regular conversations we have here. Back from the Taxpayer Protection Alliance. Find them online at protectingtaxpayers.org. Dave Williams, always good to have you on the show, man. Good morning, Brian. And there's there's so much going on in Washington, D.C., and, you know, people probably don't know that because, you know, there's not a lot being reported out of here. But when you have 7.5 percent, I'm not unemployment, inflation, see where my my brain is. But when you have inflation that's just running crazy and Congress is doing nothing about it and the president, you know, took credit for the jobs numbers last month. Right. We saw a pretty big bump in the jobs numbers. Was it 467,000 jobs added? And of course, the president takes credit for that. He did absolutely nothing <laughs> to, to cause that. That's, that's the thing is that, you know, if he would have done something to, you know, help bring these jobs back, maybe give him credit. But what has he done? He's done absolutely nothing. Well, that seems obvious. I, I guess the, the weird thing <laughs> that I, I find in the, 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 the strange circumstances we find ourselves in, there are more jobs out there than people who are part of the who want to be part of the labor market. And it's the people who don't want to be part of the labor market that, that really I, I, I struggle to comprehend. I mean, there are a multitude of jobs out there, yet there are people still just sitting on the public dole thinking, you know what, to hell with it. Why would I, why would I want to get up and work nine to five or however long uh, when I can kick back and continue to hook myself up to the umbilical cord of government and leave maybe a, a modest life but still be fed and clothed and sheltered? It's like, why bother? It seems to me a mentality problem we've got going on. Well, it's a mentality problem, but it's also the politics of fear. We have a lot of these blue states, and you have the District of Columbia, obviously not a state, but you know, having these lockdowns, having the mask mandates, and they wonder why the economy is is struggling. And you know, especially Washington D.C., that you have this you know vaccine mandate that you can't go into a restaurant without showing proof of ID, proof of vaccination, and businesses are closing. And they're surprised by that. Why are they surprised by that? It's the, the politics of fear. You look at Texas, you look at Florida, states that have become open, and people are moving to Texas and Florida. This is called competition, right? We yes, think sir. of competition in, in other ways, but there is tax competition and there is economic competition. And right now, Texas and Florida are winning by a large margin. Yes, they are. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, that seems to... For a logical, reasonable person on the left-wing side of the equation, it seems to be a very easy conclusion to reach that your policies aren't working and people are running away from them. Maybe it's time to change course. And, of course, there are a lot of Democrat governors who now have said, oh, no, 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 we're with no more mask mandate. Well, meanwhile, Joe Doddering Biden um, is still telling us we all need to wear masks. Uh, I know the politics of fear. I get that. But a component of the fear is the, well, the economy. And with jobs right there that can be filled and money that can be generated and tax revenue that can be earned or taken from those earnings, um, there's the solution. Just go back to work and get rid of that component of fear. I mean, we're done with the pandemic. Most people, I think, have moved on. At least that's their desire to move on. So stop with the uh, with, with the fear-mongering insofar as mask mandates and vaccine mandates are concerned and let us be free and go and live our own lives. 
And, and Brian, look at the, uh, the, the and I, I'm using air quotes here, free COVID tests that oh, were yeah. sent to people. And of, of course, they're not free because taxpayers are paying for them. But this was announced in December when we had a spike in, in Omicron. And people are just starting to receive these free tests now in mid-February. Yeah. And just like we've seen with other variants, you know, this we're on the downward swing of this. So these tests are arriving at the wrong time. <laughs> we have spent billions of dollars on these tests to be sent out. And we, we saw this coming. I think we talked about this last month. Is We knew this was going to happen, is that the government makes, government makes this big announcement that they're going to help people. And again, air quotes with help people <laughs> and send these tests out. And it takes forever because, first of all, the government is the most inefficient entity on the face of the earth. And then you combine that with the Postal Service sending these COVID tests. Boy, you know, let's say two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah. I mean, this is what happened. Yeah. And, you know, it's $2 billion for more than $380 million over-the-counter antigen tests that they're sending out, quote-unquote, for free. Um, I, I, we still don't know how much the government negotiated in terms of payment for those. There's apparently a federal procurement data system. And there's, if there's a contract valued at $10,000 or more, it's supposed to be required by the government to post on the federal procurement data system so you and I can look at it. Um, none of the three new rapid test contracts, which were awarded to iHealth Labs, Roche Diagnostics, and uh, Abbott, um, none of them are on the online database. They've been asked no, for, not- and no one seems to have an answer. And now it seems the administration is stonewalling. So we don't even know what kind of deal the government got on these things, if it's a deal at all. No, it's, it's going to take a few months to find out. And what's going to happen is we're going to see probably, you know, some waste fraud and abuse. And the administration oh, officials oh, are going to shrug their shoulders. And Wait. they're going to go, oh, well, that was six months ago. What can we do about it now? I mean, and that's why you need immediate reporting. And that's not difficult. We live in a world of technological wonder. Listen, all you need to do is get it like some 15 or 16 year old kid, put them in the basement with a bunch of Mountain Dew and Hot Pockets. They can build a website. They can build all this reporting. So if you don't need to spend billions of dollars, just a case of Mountain Dew and some Hot Pockets and you got a pretty good website. I'm shocked that you might think that there's fraud, waste and abuse in any multi-billion dollar <laughs> government contract, Dave Williams. That never happens. It's like the movie Casablanca. There's gambling shocked. going I'm on in shocked, here. Shocked to find gambling going on in here. Your winnings, <laughs> sir. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, and, and you know, I, I immediately thought of PPP, that you know, wonderful program which rescued so many businesses, and yes, was subject to massive, massive fraud, waste, and abuse. I mean, there were people out there buying Lamborghinis with PPP money. It's just embarrassing. Yeah, and if you look at the administration now, they're saying that they have run out of money for, for the, for these purposes. They had $350 billion and they said, we don't have any more money. Well, look elsewhere because there's about a trillion dollars in unspent COVID funds. So you don't need to appropriate more money. Just, you know, look, look under the proverbial couch and you'll find enough money to, to pay for more of these tests, more of the vaccines. It's just, but they always want more. The government always wants more because it's fun to spend money because spending money is something that a member of Congress can run for, you know, on, for a reelection. It's like, look what I brought back. No one likes to say, don't have that extra piece of pie. You know, it's always, oh, no, sure, indulge yourself. So that's what Congress is doing is trying to buy another election. Well, and going back to inflation, since you brought that up, uh, I understand that uh, 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 there was an op-ed piece posted, uh, lawmakers should show some love to consumers and end the sugar program. Um, flowers and chocolate, latest casualties in uh, high prices. 
Yeah, so you know this uh, program has been around since the New Deal, so 90 years where we protect the uh, the sugar producers in this country with import quotas and uh, production allotments. So basically, the government says you can only sell a certain amount of sugar on the open market in this country. Well, guess what? If you produce more, we'll buy it from you. We'll buy it for let's say a dollar a pound, and then we're going to sell it to the ethanol people for 50 cents a pound. So the government loses money when they wow. buy the excess sugar. And this is a, a real problem because it adds about $4 billion to people's groceries uh, list every year. Oh my so God. you have inflation at 7.5%. You have the sugar subsidy, which absolutely is not needed. That adds $4 billion. I mean, come on. At some point, you know, where's the breaking point of this? And where's at least a little bit of common sense to stop these policies? And it's a 90-year-old policy. It's not something that was enacted last year or two years ago. This was during the New Deal. I think that, you know, it's okay to revisit a program that you started in the New Deal. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right on that one. Taxpayer Protection Alliance, Dave Hatter again, or uh, 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 Dave Williams, sorry, Dave Hatter's our, our tech guy on Fridays. Dave, he's with, <laughs> he's on protectingtaxpayers.org as the website. Uh, stick around because coming back, he mentioned the post office earlier. It's 719 at 55KRC CD Talk Station. Brian Thomas here with Dave Williams from the Taxpayer Protection Alliance, looking out for our best interests each and every day and pointing out how uh, <clears throat> unbelievably and horrifically wasteful government is with the money that you and I earn. And one of the most wasteful areas of government, <laughs> the monopoly guaranteed by the Constitution, uh, United States Postal Service. Um they can't ever seem to get their act straight. You know what I think we need is a, a United States Postal Service theme song. Since we got the streetcar theme song, Joe, uh, we'll work on that. But in the meantime, what what what's this latest development, Dave? So, Brian, could I just repeat something that you just said? Is that one of the more wasteful agencies is the one that has a monopoly. Yeah. And the one that loses the most amount of money is the one that has a monopoly on first-class mail. I mean, that is a statement in itself that just <laughs> defies all logic and common sense. But here we are. The Postal Service loses money hand over fist. And the first quarter of this fiscal year, they lost $1.5 billion. So in, one quor- is- in one quarter? <laughs> in one quarter. This is how much money they've lost. And, you know, listen, this was a problem before coronavirus, right? They were oh, losing yeah. Money. So this is not something that the pandemic has really affected them. And if anything, they're delivering more packages. So you would think they'd make more money. The problem is they lose money on delivering packages. And Um, actually, that's our best estimate because they don't tell us how much it costs to deliver a package. And I see my postal carrier on Sunday delivering packages. That's not good. I mean, it's good for people who are, you know, getting their little tchotchkes and stuff like that. But, you know, it's not good for the taxpayer. So what they did was they said, well, we're going to change the uh, the business model at the Postal Service. And instead of us paying for health care, we're going to have switch everyone to Medicare. So they're shifting shifting four billion dollars in health care costs from the Postal Service. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. To Medicare. Well, guess what? Taxpayers are still paying for that. Don't they realize that just shifting from one place yeah. to another, you're still incurring those costs? So this is what they call big reform, and this is what the House passed last week, you know, the revolutionary reform that's going to save the post office is shifting $4 billion from one area to another. This is your post office. Just moving the cost center someplace else. So so that loss won't be reflected on its bottom line then? Is is that what it's all about? That's exactly what it's about. Accounting shenanigans, yeah. So we won't be pointing at the, uh, the United States Postal Service. We'll be pointing at some other entity for the losses, or we probably won't even get it reported then. No, they, they won't. And and like I said, there are such deeper problems at, at the Postal Service. And, you know, the package delivery right now, um, you have trucks that are designed for packages because that's what they're delivering. They're not delivering first class mail. I mean, they are. But the well, biggest concern are getting those packages. And there was a report, was it three years ago, that said that they lost a dollar fifty per package. Um. So, that seems to suggest that they need to change their business model. You either need now to lower you need to thinking, Brian. lower <laughs> costs so that the money that's generated covers the cost, or you need to charge more to cover your labor your costs that you apparently can't curb. It's one or the other. How in the hell can they continue to act operate as an independent entity when they're losing literally billions and billions of dollars every year? I, what's propping them up? It's just you and me, right? I mean, that's what the bottom line is. No, that's right. It's taxpayers. They have a credit line at the Department of Treasury, and they get to write off most of these losses. So you're right. They get to avoid this problem. No other entity in the world could you know, do this and just avoid these losses. And again, you know, the post office is important. So this is about strengthening the post office, making sure we have one in the next 10 or 15 years. And it's some simple changes. And this reform package that went through didn't address any of the labor issues. <laughs> 75% of the problems at the post office are labor issues. It is. The way that they hire people, the way that you can't fire people. So the there pe- are and so the pension. problems. And the pension and the program. Pension. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, real quick here in the remaining uh, moments of time we have, I, I see you, you did these vaping studies, and I was just kind of wanting to get a handle. You can summarize it. Uh, it's a tobacco and vaping 101. You did a breakdown for individual states. I'm staring at the Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana reports. What's the sum and substance of this, Dave? And again, in the remaining minute we have. 
So basically, you know, the bulk of people that are smoking are lower income folks. So when you raise taxes on tobacco, on vaping, you're hitting the most vulnerable people in society. And people think, and the bureaucrats and politicians think, it's going to be a gold mine of revenue. It never is. And, you know, watching and looking at some of these flavored alcohol commercials, people yeah. are embracing flavors and alcohols. Why not vaping? Something that could actually save a life. Vaping is so much more safer than smoking a combustible cigarette. So if we're embracing flavored alcohol, why aren't we embracing flavored vaping? I don't understand the, the two thoughts here. You and your logic. You and your, <laughs> you and your stupid logic. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's amazing to me. And, of course, if you can get somebody to quit smoking combustible tobacco, that's the carcinogen. Uh, I haven't yet seen a study out that suggests for a moment that vaping is carcinogenic. It is, you know, you are addicted to nicotine. You're still getting nicotine, but it doesn't come with all the chemicals that go into cigarettes that are the carcinogenic components of it. So, And, and Brian, nicotine gum is legal. So, yeah. obviously, nicotine isn't the problem. Well, yeah, and, 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 and tobacco-flavored vaping is legal too you just can't have it cherry flavored anyhow find them online bookmark it protecting taxpayers.org dave williams thanks for what you and your crew do each and every day i'll look forward to another segment with you soon and between now and then the best of health to you and your family thanks brian you too take care my friend 726 right now remember to get your cancer screenings you got something it's 7 30 at 55 care cd talk station as promised Always welcome to the 55 KRC Morning Show to talk matters local and national. Alex Trantafilo, uh, chair of the Hamilton County Republican Party. Alex, welcome back to the program, my friends. Good to have you on. Brian, good morning. Always good to be with you. And what a good time to talk to you. Um, moving away from the local issues, because we normally focus on local, uh, considering your position, I want to get your reaction to the Durham report and that massive bombshell that got dropped on Friday, which uh, I... I, I, I can read the caption from the Wall Street Journal op-ed piece this morning. Trump really was spied on. This is this is shocking. And it all goes back to Hillary Clinton and the Hillary Clinton campaign. Um, what, what What's your reaction to this one? Uh, I'm disgusted by it, and I'm outraged by it. And in addition to that, Brian, I, I'm just profoundly disappointed that the mainstream press is not leading with this question. It at a time where I thought it couldn't be worse from the mainstream press that really has, you know, a guttural disdain for Donald Trump that is so overly apparent that uh, that their bias uh, is hurting kind of the American discourse. The American people need to know what happened to Donald Trump, not because he's a Republican, not because of his policies, but because he was the president of the United States and a candidate for president of the United States who got over 75 million votes. So half of America thought this man should lead the free world, and he was being spied on by the very government that he thought the, he sought to lead. So, you know, I'm outraged by it. And, Brian, I've been on your show plenty, and you know that I'm typically not so agitated. But this particular question has me overly agitated well, today. And, by the way, I share that, that op-ed on my Twitter feed. I'm hoping perhaps maybe the mainstream press will wake up and realize they have an obligation to cover what is really a tragedy in our federal government, and that is that a sitting president – and a candidate for president was spied upon through the uh, instruments of the United States government. So well, 
you know, to answer your question, I'm upset about it. Clearly, and I am too. And, you know, obviously you can draw a lot of parallels to Watergate. Nixon orders people to break into the Democratic National Committee headquarters. Back then, things weren't computerized. You had documents that you had to look at. So they break in, they take, they duct tape the door open so it doesn't lock, uh, and they get caught doing it. They were stealing information from the DNC. Uh, criminal uh, investigation was launched. The Watergate hearings were launched. This is identical except in modern computerized form. These folks were hacking into Donald Trump's email servers at his home at the Trump Towers in the White House. I mean, this makes Watergate look like some kind of minor misdemeanor situation. That's exactly correct. And the fact that he was a sitting United States president facing this kind of uh, this kind of scrutiny, scrutiny is the wrong word, this kind of illegal behavior, this kind of criminal behavior aimed at his presidency shocks the conscience. And really it does. And it makes Watergate seem like a very, very small, minor issue in the overall uh, political scene here in the United States. So, you know, I, I hope that in the next few days that the mainstream press will see to it to deliver this message to the American people. You know, Brian, one of the ways that the American people get their news they should be listening to you, by the way, in the oh, morning. But a lot of times thanks. they tune, tune into these flowery morning programs, right? These all, you know, all the nice talking heads that talk to you at seven a.m. This ought to be leading every one of the morning programs. And I can tell you, I, I caught at least part of one this morning. Not a peep about this. Not a single peep. The American people were tuned in every morning to their to their mainstream press and to the uh, you know the big networks are hearing none of this, and it's it's just tragic. It, for what we're doing as a country. It is. And this is after we lived through, you know, four years of us, uh, you know, the, the, the constant din of Russia and Trump collusion. And it was the it was, you know, stated without hesitation unequivocally that Donald Trump colluded with the Russians. And this is volume two of the proof that it never happened. We had volume one in the form of the Steele dossier, which turned out to be a bunch of fabricated lies. That was a linchpin for them to get a lot of things done that they otherwise couldn't have done, like FISA court subpoenas and the like. And then we come to, to find out that this narrative that Donald Trump had this relationship with the Russian bank and, and you know, again, Russian collusion, all fabricated by this Sussman guy who somehow had an in to get it in front of the FBI and the CIA. where he said he wasn't representing anyone. I'm just a regular guy out here in the world collecting computerized information through a university. Hmm. And uh, no, I don't have any clients. Lie. I mean, the the whole, whole mountain of accusations has collapsed on itself insofar as Donald Trump's collusion with the Russians. And we find out that Hillary Clinton's fingerprints are all over the whole story. Yeah, it is. It is really an American tragedy in the sense that we're undermining our democracy. We really are fundamentally undermining the rule of law and the fact that the people decide who their leaders are. Donald Trump won the presidency in 2016 fair and square and the far left. And really, I'm not a big conspiracy guy, but there is a deep state in the sense that there's an entrenched elite bureaucracy that sometimes, you know, connects now with big tech. This this. Does exist. These aren't conspiracy theories. No, these organizations have all sort of come together uh, to undermine Donald Trump and a populist president, a yes. movement of populists 
that they do not like, do not appreciate, and by the way, have never understood. The mainstream press has never understood the allure of a Donald Trump because they're part of the problem, and that is this cultural elite that deliver a message every single day sitting in the ivory towers of Manhattan to people down here like in the flyover country like Ohio. They've never understood this phenomenon. But look, Brian, I'm hoping we can make election gains going forward to send a real message. But to do that, we've got to deliver the message that you're delivering today to your listeners, and that is that something really stinks in Washington, and yeah. we need to clean it up. Absolutely. I'm hoping to see some uh, uh, some criminal charges brought against some of these people, maybe even Hillary Clinton, although I'm not holding my breath for that one. Uh, if history is any guide, we shouldn't hold our breath for that one. More with Alex Trantafila. We're going to find out way to get his opinions on Ukraine, what's going on there. 741 at 55KRC, the talk station. We're going to be hearing from uh, Breitbart News political editor uh, Emma Joe Morris after the top of the hour news about the indoctrination that's going on in our schools, both public and private. In the meantime, got Alex Trantafilo, chairman of the Hamilton County Republican Party, on the line. Let us move over to uh, the situation in Ukraine. I, and I asked out loud this morning uh, the, about this $1 billion loan guarantee to help, I guess, Ukraine stabilize its economy in the event of war or whatever. But um, that loan guarantee isn't going to stop the effect of Russian bombs or tanks, is it, Alex? Uh, no, no, it will not. Um, what we'll do is uh, you know, f- incur more debt for the United States of America at the time when we least need it. Um, so, you know, there's so much going on in the world stage right now. I guess the first the first observation I have about Ukraine is just the absolute irony of the idea that somehow Donald Trump was in Vladimir Putin's pocket. Uh, yet here we are, <laughs> you know, more than a year into the Biden presidency. And now Putin has decided to take the most aggressive stance, really, of his entire tenure as the leader of, of Russia. Yeah. He's never before amassed a hundred plus thousand troops in Europe uh, to take over another country the way it looks like he's on the brink of trying to do. That did not occur under Donald Trump, and the press will never tell you the truth about this. Most of the world saw Donald Trump a little bit on the edge, and they were afraid, and they knew that he was a strong leader. Uh, yeah, he was sometimes out of the mainstream in terms of his communications. But he knew that he wasn't afraid, and he amassed a strong United States Army and a strong economy. What we're seeing here is a result of weakness at the top of our administration and people perceiving the United States as weak and knowing there's little we can actually do. You know, I'm I'm a person, Brian, who's always actually been a little suspect of any kind of foreign entanglement. That's just my nature. My family comes from a foreign country, and I know the United States projects its power all over the world. But I think we've just got so many issues here in this country trillions of dollars in debt, uh, you know, massive inflation that's hurting middle class families. Everything costs more. We have real problems here. And suddenly there's just this wag the dog kind of feeling about what's happening in Ukraine. And again, I'm no foreign policy expert, nor would I ever pretend to be one. But I just don't like any of what I'm seeing right now. And I'd like for us to have a stronger chief executive that the world respects. I just don't think we're in that moment right now. I couldn't agree more with that. Let me just throw something out there. Just just checking the waters here. Uh, during the time of the Clinton administration, this has happened in other occasions as well, um, he had a bit of a problem uh, called Monica Lewinsky. And in order to, many have concluded, to distract America from uh, that unraveling problem for him, that he launched that uh, uh, that missile strike against the aspirin factory. Um, is this Ukrainian situation analogous to that? Because perhaps the Biden administration knew what was happening with the Durham investigation? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on on the right, that's for Patriots, the number four, patriots.com slash on the right. One has to wonder, Brian, you know, again, when I say wag the dog, that's kind of what I mean to a lot yeah. of people that maybe they don't know what I mean by that. But that was kind of a famous movie of the 90s where, you know, the, the political hacks that were in charge of our government decided to, you know, engage in some foreign entanglements so as to avoid uh, the main issue that was in front of the American people. And again, I, I don't, again, I don't know enough about all of this to know, uh, you know, whether that's actually occurring, but it, to me, again, as an outsider watching this unfold, it feels an awful lot like that. Joe Biden has a 30% approval rating in Ohio right now, 30%. I don't know who those 30 are, by the way, because I don't know anybody that thinks this man has done a good job as our president. I know. But that being said, I, you know, I, I think that there is some idea that, you know, getting America to rally behind some war effort might somehow change his political fortunes. That is just that, that again, is, is the yeah. worst kind of government. And I hope that's not what's happening. Uh, indeed. And uh, on, on the heels of that miserable failure that was the Afghanistan withdrawal. I don't think we have a whole lot of confidence in the commander in chief, generally speaking, along these lines. Alex, going to move over to local stories, uh, local issues. We come back. I also want to get your impressions on the situation that Matt O'Neill has created by uh, running as a Republican for uh, commissioner. That's the Smitherman Dumas race. You can add one more to the mix on that. He was on my program yesterday. We'll talk about that with Alex and more after I mentioned Bond Furniture and Beauty 2. Right now it's 19 degrees and time for traffic. From the UCL Traffic Center, UC Health is thankful for those who, time and again, rise to the occasion during unprecedented challenges for each other and for our communities. Right two lanes are blocked. Westbound 275 with an accident at Loveland. Single file to get by. Traffic backs through Milford. Northbound 71. Right lanes blocked with a wreck at Red Bank. Right lanes blocked. Northbound 275. Above 74 at the Coal Ring split. That traffic backs through Miami Town. And inbound 74. Left lane blocked just before 75. Chuck Ingramont 55 KRC the talk station. 750 55 KRC the talk station. A very happy Tuesday to you. Brian Thomas here with Alex Trantafilo, chairman of the Hamilton County Republican Party. And uh, speaking of Hamilton County, got to dive right onto this one. I had uh, Matt O'Neill on, who's thrown his name into the ring. He got 50 signatures. He's a Republican, so he qualifies to run for commissioner for Stephanie Dumas's seat, of course. 
you and I have talked about it before, and I've had him on the program many times about his decision to run as an independent, former Vice Mayor Christopher Smitherman running for that seat. And, you know, I, I, I know you sat down and talked to him at least at some point, correct me if I'm wrong, about maybe making a switch over to the Republican Party. We've had pr- positive conversations about Smitherman's performance as a, a, a councilman over the years. He's demonstrated fiscal responsibility. So he seemed like the guy for the job, he was, even as an independent. And I thought it was a wise decision for Christopher to run as an independent because that way he won't frighten away or scare off the Democrats who would be inclined to vote for him under any other circumstance. So where are we with Matt O'Neill now in the uh, in the race, Alex? And I'm glad you asked me. And by the way, I heard heard both gentlemen yesterday on your program and was impressed. And Brian, really, I, I could do an entire show probably on this, but I won't. I'll tell you that this has been a dilemma for us because. You know, we really, I mean, a lot of Republicans really do like Christopher Smith. I mean, now it's fair to say that he does have some detractors in our party as well. And, you know, that's always going to happen. It's hard sometimes to get everybody to agree on everything. But everything good you've said about Christopher Smith, I personally share. And I, you know, I consider him someone to be, you know, a, a very high performing person of character on the city council as our vice mayor and have watched his career unfold. And I like him. I, I just think he's, he's very strong. That being said, you know, he opted to run as an independent, a choice he's welcome to make. What I want people to understand about this race, Brian, is that anybody can run for political office with the right number of signatures if they choose to do so. And Matt O'Neill has made that choice. And I know Matt a little bit. I certainly don't know him as well as I know the former vice mayor. Uh, you know, frankly, I intend to meet with Matt O'Neill, and we're going to try to resolve this situation to the best we can. What I think people need to know, though, is about the Republican Party, Brian, is we have not made any official endorsement in that race, nor nor will we for some period of time here. We're going to get through the primary. We don't endorse in primary, so the Hamilton County GOP has not chosen any candidate, not just, and we're not doing this to avoid the decision about Smitherman and O'Neill. So, you know, for me as the party leader, I'm always trying to unite the party, and we're going to try to unite the party around the candidate that, you know, receives the majority support of our central committee. And we'll do that probably sometime after the primary, which is in May. So that's kind of a factual update. You know, I think that either one of these two, by the way, would be far better than Stephanie Dumas. But, uh, you know, we'll sort this out as a party as we go forward. Yeah, we certainly can agree on that. And, you know, I guess we started out, you know, I guess Matt, one of Matt's points was, you know, well, we need a Republican running. And my immediate reaction is, well, what does that mean? I mean, there are so many different, you know, perceptions of the Republican Party, and there are rhinos, and there are, you know, evangelical conservative Republicans, and there's, you know, a, a moderate Republicans. I mean, it just it doesn't really mean anything unless you sit down and go over a specific platform. You for this, against this. I don't know what litmus test there is to define you as a Republican. I mean, Dusty Rhodes is a Democrat. We all know damn well he's the most conservative Republican, at least in his mindset and his political views, out there. So. I mean, does it really mean anything? And I know you're defending the Republican Party, generally speaking, but, I mean, that is an issue. Well, it is. And, look, it's a question I grapple with every day because, you know, I, when, you're, when you're the party chairman here at any, any chairman in either party, you know, you get all camps kind of looking at you and upset. Yep. So at one moment, we're the Donald Trump party. You know, four years before that, we were the Mitt Romney party. You know, two years after that, we were the, you know, the, the Jim Jordan party. Well, my job is to say everybody in that in that in that that scheme of things. Now, again, count me is not a great Mitt Romney supporter. But with that being said, I'm just illustrating the point. It's a big tent, so to speak. And some people don't want it to be a big tent. They'd rather narrow it down to a, to a few worldviews. For me, I'm trying to win elections. Uh, in this county, in a in a what is now probably a light blue county, so we need candidates with crossover appeal. You know, Christopher Smitherman certainly has that, 
And ultimately for us, you know, who the Republican candidate is and who's the endorsed Republican from the Hamilton County Republican Party will be determined, you know, in a central committee meeting. But, um, you know, until then, my job is to make everybody feel as welcome as they can. And again, Brian, you've hit on the central component of what I try to do day to day, and that is try to define the Republican Party in what is sometimes a fairly nebulous set of principles and, yes. and, 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 and positions, right? And people always sort of want to define it negatively, positively, et cetera. I'm the only guy I think sometimes that's always trying to spin it positively. Yeah. But, uh, you know, for us, there is no doubt that Christopher Smitherman shares lots of Republican values and has done that. Now, Matt O'Neill appears to do so as well. He has signed a petition stating, uh, you know, under oath, under um, penalty of election falsification perjury, that he abides by the principles of the Republican Party. So, again, at some point, either the voters and or, uh, you know, our party, uh, our party faithful make a determination about who's deserving of our endorsement. All right. Well, he's going to have the West Siders to contend with because he is against the Western Hills Viaduct Project. He wants to turn that into a bike uh, trail. So I thought that was rather unusual. Yeah, the West Sider, I got to tell you, I was a little taken aback by that. Yeah. I tend to talk to Matt about that a little bit. So we, we better understand his position. So um, that's a little out of the box. I think he described it as out of the box. And I'll say that that is out of the box big time yeah. for, for this particular West Sider. So. <laughs> Alex Trantafilo, always a pleasure getting your thoughts and opinions on matters political. I look forward to our conversation uh, whenever it happen, happens to happen again. But between now and then, as always, best of health to you and your loved ones, my friend. You too, Brian. Thanks very much. Take care. Stick around. Breitbart News political editor Emma Joe Morris on indoctrinating our children, not just in public schools, also private. It's 8.05 here at 55KRC Talk Station. A very happy Tuesday to you. Always look forward to talking to the folks from Breitbart, which are always speaking truth to power. You're not going to find stuff uh, in the mainstream media that Breitbart has the, uh, shall we say, cojones to actually print and tell us the truth that won't be told by the mainstream media and uh, i'm pleased to welcome here for the first time and hopefully not the last uh the new fairly newly minted uh political letter for breitbart emma joe morris emma joe it is a pleasure to have you on the program today thank you so much brian uh, good morning to you and good morning ohio thank you congratulations on the position uh you were hired effective november 8th again as a, a breitbart news political editor they obviously had rave reviews about you. Um, you started out pretty producer for Hannity at Fox News, and you went over to the New York Post, where you were brave enough to report on things the mainstream media wouldn't report on, notably a lot about Hunter Biden and his laptop. Before we dive on into the indoctrination of our children, I know that's a subject matter that you wrote on and we're going to talk about today. I just want to ask you, how is it that with all the crap that is on hunter biden's laptop it is his undeniably we know it's his it isn't some sort of russian hack and uh you know planted evidence he left it there he forgot about it we got it we've seen some of the things in her you've reported on it bombshell stuff including uh, proof of financial connections between uh foreign powers and the biden's generally speaking what 31 million dollars reportedly found in a diamond and things like that going into hunter biden and distributed among the biden family this is this is bombshell stuff and yet you were one of the few people that even bothered to report on it yeah yeah definitely not only was it between direct connections between the Biden family. It was it was direct connections between Joe Biden himself, which was the focus of my reporting. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, the first to report on the laptop from hell, as it's now known. And uh, yeah, we were not focused on Hunter Biden. It had been widely reported that Hunter Biden had sketchy overseas business engagements. And we didn't consider that to be particularly newsworthy or at, not, at least not, you know, anything 
you know, brand new and splashy. What, what I was looking to for in the laptop and what I ultimately reported, which I found, was uh, direct connections with Joe Biden himself, with the big guy. And uh, obviously, yeah, that's right. It, it is his laptop that's not being disputed by anybody, including by the Bidens or Hunter himself. Um, he hasn't disputed it in the multiple interviews he's done since its publication. And uh, not only that, but we've had multiple uh, Hunter business partners come forward to corroborate the emails that we have and the evidence and to uh, restate that Joe Biden was, in fact, the one being uh, benefited by these deals. So it's it's been quite a ride. It's been quite a remarkable journey. And and unfortunately, you know, it was it was censored on a mass scale by not only the mainstream media, as always, but by big tech, which was the most remarkable uh, in consort with the Democratic Party and with the security state, former you know, CIA director, former NSA director, former DNI director, all coming forward to try to say that it's Russian propaganda and that's why it must be banned from public view. Absolute mm-hmm. nonsense. Uh, but I think that it did uh, do its part in breaking through all of that noise. Thank God. Yeah, and it's another illustration of you know, the left accusing the other side, the right, you know, Trump, for example, of doing exactly what they were doing. I, you know, it's like the, the the spouse that's cheating on the side accuses the you know the other person of uh, uh, you know what do you, where have you been? You know, what are you doing? I, I'm worried about you know uh, who are you talking to? You, they get all paranoid because they're the guilty party. That's exactly the situation we got here throughout the entire Trump administration. They keep pointing fingers at Trump and collusion with the Russians when in fact we got all these records now thanks to Hunter Biden being an idiot leaving his laptop laying around, reflecting that they were doing exactly what they were accusing Trump of doing. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's going to be the narrative in the Beltway. That's going to be the narrative if you go on cable news, you know, especially at the liberal networks. And they're going to do that, and we can't control their editorial process. That's on them. But, you know, that's why I love doing local radio. That's why I love reaching out beyond the Beltway, because I know that the American people, I think it's pretty obvious they are smart enough to see right through this. They know exactly what you're talking about. They're talking about that amongst themselves. And, uh, and it has shown with the success of the story, there's no doubt that, you know, the Breitbart readers and your listeners, who I'm sure there's a lot of overlap with, um, they know the truth and they've read the words and they have enough good judgment to see for themselves that this is all just projection and it's quite frankly pathetic. Well, and that's a good segue to your piece, Undercover Mothers, Moms from Covert Network to Expose Indoctrination Programs Plaguing Private Schools Across the Country. Of course, we're all painfully aware uh, in, and, and I always look for positives that, that have come from COVID, and this is a positive. There are parents across this land of ours who w- finally became aware of what exactly it was their children were being taught in classes. They were on lockdown. They're all in the same room together. The materials are right there. The talking head from the uh, the front of the class, the teacher, is on screen, you know, spewing this propaganda and and a lot of people revolted and lashed back. The 1619 Project, the, uh, uh, the, the, the this this dividing our children based upon the color of their skin. It's it's just all unbelievably racist. But the nice thing is, people, parents of all political stripes, seem to be joining together in a bipartisan fashion to put a foot down on this. Tell my listeners about it. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. Yeah, that's absolutely right. It's an amazing story, and it really represents, in my mind, the best of the American people and what the American people are capable of when they really get focused um, on a grassroots level. So this story that I published on Breitbart um, about a week ago now, uh, but we're still we're still going to be running follow-ups. We have uh, you know more to come. But the original story is about a group that calls themselves Undercover Mothers, which are a group of mothers across the country who have created a covert network, actually, um, on Signal, which is where they communicate, where they are realizing what's going on in their kids' schools. They're realizing that their kids are experiencing rampant and pervasive and systemic indoctrination at schools across the country, no matter where you look, between L.A. and New York City and everything in between. It's the same curricula. And uh, and they're realizing that this is... Uh, you know, a, a concerted effort yes. to uh, essentially abduct their children and isolate them from them and from their morals and values and to remove them from the child rearing process and to create essentially um, little apparatchiks, which obviously they are outraged by. Yes. So they have created this network and spoken to Breitbart News in an effort to push back on this, to identify the source of the problem, which they believe is the National Accreditation Association, and to really uh, draw attention uh, raise the alarm uh, to tell parents, you know, other parents who may be noticing these these trends with their kids, and uh, and to to uh, put national attention on this issue. Well, this is an extension of Khrushchev's "We will destroy you from within." We obviously know with the deep state uh, that we have a very leftist government running all of our regulatory schemes and elsewhere. And this is a this is an effort, as you pointed out, to indoctrinate these young people uh, from a very early age. It's that old adage: "Suffer the children, come unto me." If you can tell a child that Santa Claus can make it around the world and go down everybody's chimney in one night, and they'll buy into that for a long time. Um, you can tell them anything, and Marxism is a lie along that along those lines. It is an epic fail. It has never worked, and it results in misery and pain for everyone under a Marxist or socialist society. Yet they keep trying to convince us that that's the way to go. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly right, and um, I think that that's a pretty uncontroversial statement, which is why these mothers come from all political stripes. In fact, many are, are former Democrats, and not only former Democrats, but politically active former Democrats who believe in a, in a democratic platform of, you know, maybe a liberal economic policy, a liberal social policy, fine, fine. But this has really jumped the shark. This is not that. This is cultural Marxism. Uh, this is economic Marxism, you know, 
teaching it, promoting it as a valid theory. And uh, they, this is way beyond the pale of what parents can accept. And not only are they doing that, but these schools make, a, make an effort in the, like they don't allow as written in the enrollment contracts for parents to be aware of what's going on, yeah. be involved in what's going on. The boards are selected, not by the parents. And if they say anything about it, their children face expulsion, which is why these women are undercover and which is why they have had to speak to Breitbart on condition of anonymity. Obviously, I know their identities because I've had to confirm who they are and that they are who they say they are. But I can't publish that because they will face retribution from their schools. Their kids will be expelled and they will be barred from participation in school, like in a volunteer capacity, for instance. That is that it's sort of an extension of the cancel culture. You shut up and do what you're told and don't interfere or we're going to cut you out. I mean, that... no, it's worse than cancel culture because they're not just threatening to, uh, you know, destroy your social circle, although that is part of it. But they're threatening to destroy your kid's future. Imagine what it looks like for your kid to get into schools and, you know, going forward if they've been expelled. You know, most schools don't want to know why, like don't need to get into why they've been expelled. They see an expulsion and the kid is uh, automatically has a scarlet letter. That's what these schools are threatening. It's way beyond cancel culture. It's, it's uh, you know, menacing children, actually. Well, and the other component of this, and we, you, just, you just mentioned it before, the idea that parents, and there are many, uh, both public and, I guess, private administrations that have said this out loud, and I, I, I just, I, I'm appalled when I hear it. They will say very specifically, you do not have a say in your children's education. You do not have a say in the curriculum. You, I mean, the, the, they could be in class, and they are in class, teaching things that are fundamentally opposed by parents. I mean, parents have the exclusive control over their children. Teachers stand in loco parentis to the, uh, uh, to the parents when, when the parents aren't around, but that doesn't give them the right to contradict and undermine everything that that family has taught their children, but that's what they are doing. And when parents oh, yeah. hear this, that... This, re- this report gives um, an explicit um, look inside how the schools, how they, well, at least how the National Accreditation Association, which is responsible for accrediting all of these schools how they look at these parents. There's an excerpt in my piece, which I really urge your listeners to go check out on Breitbart.com. It's, uh, it's a handbook from the NAIS, which is the Accreditation Association, and it calls, uh, it calls out a group of the five percenters, it calls, it says. And it says, um, parents we call the five percenters are different, very, they cannot be soothed or reasoned with, no matter how hard the school tries. And then it goes on to say that one immediate cause of this is, quote, mental illness. So they're labeling parents. Yes, that you heard it right. They're labeling parents who have some sort of qualm with the curricular or the policy as having mental illness. And obviously, if you're dealing with a person who's mentally ill, their word is essentially well, meaningless. Indeed. And I think you and I both see the elephant in the room. And this is really, in large part, I think, a reta- an attack on anybody's organized religious beliefs. Marxists hate religion because you have a direct connection with God and God is more powerful than the state. You know your rights, freedoms, and liberties come from a higher power than the state and you can feel free to disregard the state and turn to your faith. That undermines Marxism and that's what they're hoping to do here with all these different programs. I mean, you think of the LGBTQRSWXYZ issues and and the, the teaching of sex in schools with these very young people. Graphic depictions and yeah. discussions of sex and how we can have a story coming out we have a story coming out this week 
uh, that either today or tomorrow, actually, that this deals with um, the NAIS curriculum on sex, gender, and sexuality, and it is absolutely appalling. It is nothing short of child abuse. Absolutely appalling. Oh Pre-K. Pre-K, talking oh about uh, uh, gender confusion, whether your head and your heart and your, and your private parts all match up. This is really sick stuff that's going on in these schools it right is. in plain sight. It's right under our noses. And let me tell you, these mothers are extremely focused on exposing it. And Breitbart News will be reporting in tandem with them because this is just, uh, it's appalling. And it hasn't been reported on, in my knowledge, of, uh, to this extent. And we have troves of materials. The NIIS refuses to respond to me for, co uh, for comment. I've reached out to them four times now. They refuse to give a single word of comment. They will not defend this in public. They can't defend it in public. They know it's appalling, and they've been um, they've been hoping that their uh, um, threatening contracts will prevent this from coming out, and it hasn't. Uh, we found a way to get around that contract, and let me tell you, uh, the, the readers of these reports will be shocked. I am certain of that. And you know what? Emma Jo Morris, political editor at Breitbart, B-R-E-I-T-B-A-R-T dot com, bookmark it. Go check it out every day like I do. Um, even if they didn't have graphic discussions of sexuality, the whole idea of simply bringing up um, the issues of gay, lesbian, trans, just discussing those without is, is going to necessarily require a discussion of sex. So this provides a convenient right. foot in the door to open up conversations that no pre-k child should even have they aren't having sexual thoughts and i mean they're just interested in interested in coloring right um but this gives them a vehicle it's a form of grooming it's it, it you know they're it, four yeah You're, they're grooming them Do you have an open discussion about actual sexuality with a four-year-old it's going to become sort of a normal thing and they're going to think that oh wow it's okay and maybe be more willing to engage in the activities that they're talking about it's just horrific absolutely horrific Oh, yeah, it's absolutely demented. And this is, you know, this conversation is just giving a preview of what we have coming down the pike uh, at Breitbart because I haven't published it yet, but I'm free to talk about it, obviously. They they even have, again, a label similar to the five percenters. They have a label for for the parents who are opposed to, to this as well. Uh, they call it Puritan speak. It's Puritan speak to say, quote, that's my job in talking about sexuality with children. Uh, they're just not ready. Another phrase uh, deemed Puritan speak. Um, won't they lose their innocence? Another phrase deemed Puritan speak. These are things that the NAIS, the uh, National Association of Independent Schools, that's what they tell teachers and educators to expect from parents and how to combat it. And, and they smear them as Puritans. It's puritanical, apparently, to not want a four-year-old. Uh, discussing sex and sexuality in in school with their teachers away from their parents. It's absolutely jarring. Well, it's shocking. I mean, there's no, really, there's no words for it. And I'm really looking forward to getting this story out and to raising the alarm because as far as I'm concerned, you nailed it. It is child abuse and it is it grooming. Is. And, and uh, you know, there's something to be said for preserving a child's innocence. And uh, schools used to be responsible for protecting them and protecting that. And they have totally abdicated that responsibility. Yes. And maybe they will do it, you know, but but they must be held accountable for that. They must be called out for that. And parents must be aware of what's going on so that they can 
you know, act accordingly. Mothers of the world uh, unite. You have nothing to lose but the chains of the National Association of Independent Schools and the Marxist theories that they teach. Emma Joe Morris, Breitbart political editor, thank you so much for the time you spent with my listeners and me today. I cannot wait to have you back on. We'll always be reading what you write at Breitbart.com, and I'll have my uh, my producer post your, uh, your uh, uh, exclusive undercover mother's piece on my blog page so my listeners can go there if they forget to go to Breitbart directly. Emma Joe, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure, and I look forward to having you on the program again. Boy, she's sharp, isn't she? I like that, Emma Joe Morris. Looking forward to having her back on the program. And before I get to local stories, 749-5500, 800-823-TALK. And I'll take Edwin's call. Edwin, welcome to the morning show, and a very happy Tuesday to you, sir. Happy Tuesday to you as well, sir. And uh, good morning to everyone out there. Now, just a couple of things. I'm going to make it really quick. I kind of see this uh, about the truckers up in Canada. I kind of see this as their uh, Boston Tea Party because back then when they threw the tea in the sea, it was, it, they really hurt economically uh, the British government. But second, how is it not considered theft when the government of Canada freezes their assets? Uh, they can't pay their bills, their rent, yeah. whatever it is they have to pay for. That's theft. If I was to see you in the street and I robbed you, I'm, you, you don't have access to it because I just robbed you. Now they don't have access to it. That is considered theft, is it not? I, I would agree with you uh, on some level. They're not actually taking the money. They're just denying you access to it. I presume that once the Emergencies Act provision is lifted that you would have access to those funds again. Um, but there's no due process from everything I can see, Edwin. This is the big problem. And I heard the uh, the spokesperson for the Trudeau administration making this announcement. And they will seal your corporate and personal bank accounts. The spokesperson said, you know, the, the government is issuing an order with immediate effect under the Emergencies Act authorizing Canadian financial institutions to temporarily cease providing financial services where the institution, the bank, suspects that an account is being used to further the illegal blockades and occupation. This order covers both personal and corporate accounts. That's a quote. Now, they're not going to bring you into court and present evidence and prove beyond a reasonable doubt that you used your money in your account for these so-called illegal activities and blockades. It's only if the institution suspects. I drew a parallel to this in uh, Eric Holder's Operation Chokehold. So let's say you're a bank, and of course you must have a cozy relationship with the government that controls and manages all of the regulations that run your business, the Trudeau administration in this case. If the Trudeau administration provides you with a list of the truckers that are out there in the blockade and they're account holders at your bank, what's your best guess? Do you think that bank, when presented with the list of those account holders that were involved in the protest, do you think that bank will suspect that their account is being used to further the illegal blockades and occupations? Or do you think it'll take a deep dive look into the account and find out where the money went and where it came from and all that? Right. They're going to default to say, we suspect and seal the account, personal and corporate. Maybe it'll make an argument that the corporate account, the company that presumably owns the truck that is providing the salary to the truck driver, you may presume that that might be a you know a causal link or something, but there's no proof that the funds in that corporate account actually went to illegal activity. But insofar as a personal account, and I mentioned earlier, let's say there is a truck driver. We'll say it's a woman, all right? We're going to make a, a woman truck driver, and she's got a husband at home taking care of the kids. Guess who can't pay 
the food bill or the rent or the electricity bill because the account has been frozen because of what the spouse was doing over in Ottawa. And again, no due process. It's just sealed. Where's justice? I don't even know if they have due process on a normal basis in Canada. I'm not familiar with the Canadian system of government that much, but they do have the Emergencies Act. And it's only been used three times, and it can only be used in urgent and critical situations that seriously endanger the lives, health, or safety of Canadians. You'd be the judge of yourself whether these protests rise to that level, and there are many who are questioning that it does. But then there's that, what does it mean when you enact the Emergencies Act? And apparently it means you can take your due process to the extent you ever had it in Canada and shove it up your you-know-what. Oh, I'm sure Biden is salivating over the idea of having something like that by way of authority. That pesky, pesky Constitution and that pesky Bill of Rights. 749-5500, 800-823-TALK, pound 550 on at and Phones, love to hear from you. Maybe you got a different take on the matter. Try to convince me to the contrary. 839, coming up at 840 at 55KRCD Talk Station. Hope you're having a decent Tuesday, and I uh, hope you can tune in tomorrow for Judge Anna Napolitano. Thoroughly enjoyable conversation with him every Wednesday at 830. If you didn't get a chance to listen live, Dan Hills was on this morning, tearing into Aftab Purval, and had a few comments about Chief Isaac retiring and where they might find a new chief. Dave Williams from the Taxpayer Protection Alliance on the post office, inflation, and vaping. Alex Tarantofilo on the national issues, Hillary Clinton and this bombshell Durham report. Wow. He is angry. You hear uh, uh, Alex Tarantofilo on the 55 KRC Morning Show. He's always comes across as a very lighthearted, good-natured, you know, just that's his demeanor. Today, angry is a way to, defra- to describe it. And if, to the extent you need a really good, easy-to-read, easy-to-understand summary of the Durham report, turn to the Wall Street Journal op-ed page, Trump really was spied on. Uh, use that as a springboard for some of uh, my thoughts and opinions in the 5 o'clock hour this morning. Alex is mad as a hornet. So let's go to the phones and see what folks want to talk about. Hey, Frank, thanks for calling this morning. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, Brian. Thank you, sir. Um, I just, after listening to the tail end of the lady you just had on, because I was in a meeting before that, my wife and I make the comment over and over again when we hear things like this that we are so glad our children are out of school. <laughs> Amen, Frank. I feel the same way. Oh, exact same way. Unfortunately, my children that's made. All, I, 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 I approve of your comment, Frank, and I agree with you all day long. And everybody out there who's already raised their children probably thinking the same thing as you and I are. We got out by the skin of our teeth. Fortunately, yeah, but it's a sad reality. I, I mean, Frank, you know what? I, I draw a parallel to your comment on that with with comments I've heard from more senior folks, like folks who are already in retirement, well into it, say in their late in, in mid mid seventies or the eighties. They see the impending total collapse of our government because of the the if for no other reason the thirty trillion dollars in debt we rack up have racked up and the endless debt we're going to rack up. And they see that the end is out there somewhere, and the response from them is usually, well, I'm going to be dead before it happens. Like, lucky me, I get to die before disaster kicks in. That was my comment about poor Rush Limbaugh. You know, oh. thank God he was going to, you know, he could pass away and not have to endure all this. 
Intr- that's true. That's true. Anyhow, Frank, I appreciate the sentiment. Right. I share it, my friend. I really do. Seven four nine fifty five hundred. Take care, man. Eight hundred eight two three talk pound five fifty on AT and T phone. Does he want to talk to me, Joe? No, he doesn't. Thanks a lot, Drew Pappas. Thought he had something to say. <laughs> He's gonna keep it to himself. Uh, I got time for this one. Um, I, I mentioned this to Dan Hills this morning. Um, you know, kind of along the lines of what the last caller was talking about. You know, and and the conversation I had with uh, Breitbart political editor Emma Joe Morris about parents standing up to and making a stand over their children's education. Parents of different political stripes. This isn't an RD issue. This is we don't want our children to be taught Marxism and racism in school. We don't want our children to be taught, you know, graphic sex when they're pre-K. So a great awakening along those lines. And there's also been a great awakening along the lines of law enforcement, you know, on the heels of that defund the police and the cities that fell into that ridiculous argument that we need to take away money from the police and everything's going to be swimmingly fun and happy and life's going to be all, uh, you know, puppy dogs and unicorns. No, crime went through the roof. And part of it was getting rid of the school resource officers. And I, because, you know, you can't have an officer of the law in a school because that might trigger somebody. Well, they're finding out a lot of problems have cropped up in schools where they got rid of the school resource officer. And one of the uh, Emma Cotton of uh, Colton of Fox News wrote about this. Montgomery County, Maryland. This is unbelievable. Brought the kids back to campus this school year without officers patrolling the hallways for the first time since 2002. Instead, they had what are called community engagement officers who patrol areas near the school. So they're not in the school. This statistic is insane. Montgomery County, Maryland schools, all right? In the first four months of class, 1,688 911 calls were made. She writes, all in all, there have been 102 sex assaults, 82 assaults, 82 school threats, 76 controlled substance incidents, 57 weapon-related incidents, 57 conflicts, whatever that means, 35 mental health incidents, 28 property crimes, and four robberies between August and February in the schools. I mean, I, I can't even fathom that. we got a problem with our children, folks. And maybe what they're being taught in schools is part and parcel of the violence that's obviously a problem, at least in Montgomery County, Maryland. How, does, how do things get so bad that our young people act that way? I never in my entire school history, K through 12, and both of my college degrees encountered behavior like this. Not once. Maybe I saw a fight or two, but... That was usually resolved outside of school, after school. Wow, we have come to a sorry place. 749-5500, 800-823-TALK. All but Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez knows exactly what the problem is. Brilliant woman that she is. (laughs) I'll give you that one in a second. First, affordable medical imaging. Something you want to do is call affordable medical imaging when you need a scan. You know, I'm talking C. King, Vermont 55KRC, the talk station. 
It's 855 KRC, the talk station. Going to jump over to the phones. Got a couple of callers. But first, answering the question, what does Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez blame the massive increase in crime that has been going on for quite some time now in this country? Last couple of years, you may have noticed the statistics have gone through the roof. Murders up, crimes up, property crimes, smashing of looting of stores and the like. She knows the reason. And she pointed out that Eric Adams, elected mayor of the uh, New York former law enforcement officer, that that didn't have anything to do with, it was not evidence, she said, of some sort of decision around policing. No, no, no. They, they, New Yorkers didn't have anything to care about him being a former law enforcement officer. No, that's had nothing to do with why he was elected. Now, she accused America of ignoring the reasons behind the rise in crime. Quote, because we run away from substantive discussions about this, we don't want to say some of the things that are obvious, like, gee, the child tax credit just ran out on December 31st, and now people are stealing baby formula. Um, apparently, that's been going on for a long, long time. Bruce Goldenberg, uh, I believe New York Times or Fox News, she pointed out, he said, a nationwide black market and stolen baby formula has been documented for more than five years and that it was being stolen from city stores long before the tax credit expired. Just like um, people have been looting stores long before the tax credit uh, expired. People have been murdering people in, more, in higher numbers long before the tax credit expired. This woman is Looney Tunes. Frighteningly stupid. Let's go to the phone and see what Drew Pappas has got. Mr. Pappas, welcome to the 55KRC Morning Show. I guess you did want to say something out loud this morning. I didn't know you were you were telephonically stalking me this morning. No, you, your okay. your name comes up on the on this fancy schmancy new phone system we have here. So I know when it's you calling. Oh, that's okay, comrade. Um, <laughs> is, is, is AOC acknowledging in her own, uh, does she fail to realize that by making that argument, that she's uh, supporting the thesis that government taxation policy does affect your spending, <laughs> meaning, you know, uh, the, the, the Democrats' mantra usually uh, is, oh, just raise taxes on the rich. It's a zero-sum game, meaning, meaning, you know, people just pay more taxes and not adjust their behavior. So in, in, in essence, she's really contramanding the Democrat talking point. I mean, she doesn't understand that because well, that's two steps down the road, and I don't think she can count that high. But regardless, um, I'd like to compliment you and uh, uh, the chairman for bringing up uh, the uh, biggest story that is just getting zero play yeah, about the uh, uh, Durham report. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, and, you know, I, I'm stunned. Uh, I was watching um, – I'm on Facebook a, a little bit more than I need to be, but um, they were—they're they're not even really bringing up the Durham report. They were talking the, the, the report they shared on Facebook yesterday between the Bengals coverage because that's obviously more important than probably the biggest uh, story that I've seen during really a long time, maybe maybe by recent history, spying on a president of the United States. I mean, you know that—that yeah. that is. Uh, you know, the, I, 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 I had the pleasure to meet G. Gordon Liddy years ago and speak to him and, and discuss Watergate and everything else. That's child's play compared to what happened at Watergate. It, and Watergate took down a presidency, almost, you know, really shook this country yeah. over a burglary. Yeah. And this is actually 
documented cyber spying and then manipulation, but no one's talking about it. Because I know. Why? It's Hillary Clinton. And it just really, it really makes me ill. And I also do appreciate you bringing up the Canadian truckers and uh, Justin uh, Castro Trudeau's uh, behavior, because I got to tell you, it, it is just, you know, it, it blows my mind. Yeah. If you could wake up tomorrow and your bank account is frozen, your driver's license is void, your insurance is null, Canceled. and yeah. you have literally no way to support your family or feed or pay your bills. That's the kind of power that Joe Biden really wishes he had. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.